Hello and welcome to another edition of Safeguarding Soundbites. This is the go-to podcast for getting up-to-date news and alerts about all things safeguarding. It is indeed. And I'd like to take a moment to welcome you to the podcast, Hannah. Thanks, Colin. I'm happy to be here. I've got the latest in social media news all ready to go. Shall I kick us off? Absolutely. Now, we're also going to be talking about, oh wait, let's dive into social media. Hannah. Okay. First up, the Technology Secretary, Michelle Donnellan, has said she'll be taking a zero-tolerance stance when it comes to social media firms enabling under-13s to use their platforms. So platforms like Instagram, TikTok and Snapchat, they're all supposed to be for users 13 and older. But under the upcoming online safety bill, if users younger than this are found on the platform, the companies could face fines and criminal liability. Now, Hannah, did she say anything about how much the fines might be? Yes, the fines would be about 10% of the company's annual turnover. So not insignificant. No, and it's also going to carry an up to two year prison sentence. Which shows how seriously this is being taken. Mm, Exactly. But as the secretary rightly pointed out, for children under 13, there can be a mental health toll and further ramifications to them accessing social media sites. That age restriction is there for a reason. There can be content on there that would be harmful for a child to see. Yes, and I know some of these social media platforms have introduced or are going to introduce age verification methods like video age verification. It's just about making that process as effective and reliable as possible. And hopefully these new possible consequences will inspire social media platforms to tighten up their age verification measures. Mm, Long overdue, really. Yes. One example of how social media companies might be taking further steps in response to this can actually be seen with Snapchat's announcement of the new safety enhancements for young users. Ah, yes, I saw this and heard it on the radio. Some of these enhancements are things like warning labels on accounts seeking to connect with teenaged users that do not know a new strike system for accounts that promote inappropriate content. And some new Snapchat safeguards, content that will help parents, carers and young people to understand the risks of online connection. That does sound like quite a lot of good steps in the right direction. It does, doesn't it? Now, our researchers are going to look into these proposed features as we speak, so we're able to give you more information on that soon. We also have an alert for our listeners today. There's been reports of a new TikTok trend that involves participants challenging each other to inhale toxic fumes. Oh no, that's so dangerous. It is. We're talking about inhaling deodorants and other aerosol cans. Of course, a lot of young people might not understand the risks of doing this, but there can be serious medical side effects such as seizures or heart attacks. And of course, young people might just see it as fun. They see other people doing it on TikTok and think they'll be fine. So how dangerous could it be? Well, that's a really good summary of how all these types of social media challenges work. But we do know that young people can also feel pressured by their friends to take part or they see other people getting lots of engagement and popularity by uploading this type of content. All really standard thought processes when you think about it and reactions for young people who simply want to fit in, who want people to like them. And this means that they can be susceptible to peer pressure. That is why it's really important that parents, carers, teachers 
and anyone who plays a trusted role in a young person's life take the time to understand what these challenges are, why young, a young person might participate and what they can do to mitigate the risks. For example, have a conversation with that child about their online habits. You don't need to bring up the specific challenges or challenges at all. Exactly, because you don't want to risk drawing their attention to it, even if they weren't aware of it in the first place. Yes, definitely. Just talk about what they do online, what apps they use, what type of content they like to watch. And if they do approach you about online challenges, then you can talk about that. Ask them what they know about them. Do they think they can be dangerous? Have they ever felt pressured to take part? Or seen somebody being pressured to take part themselves? Really great conversation points. We also have a guide to responding to online challenges and hoaxes, which contains lots more information and advice. Yes, and that can be found on our website, anique.com. Just search for Responding to Online Challenges. Thank you, Hannah, for our social media news and that really important alert. Now, moving on to another warning of sorts, the National Cyber Security Centre has warned schools to be wary of cyber attack threats as the new school year begins. They have said that there is typically no indication of an incoming attack, but this time of year can create vulnerabilities due to things like accounts being created on devices for new staff and pupils. Also, I imagine just the general chaos, I suppose, of giving out new devices and everyone learning how things work. Mm, you could see how all the cybersecurity measures get overlooked or forgotten. And cyber criminals are probably very aware of that, which is why it's really important that schools are extra careful now. And even parents and carers, if pupils are bringing those devices home. Yeah. Do you think you could give us a really quick rundown of some of the things we should be doing? Quick? Is this boring you, Hannah? <laughs> no, I'm all about the cybersecurity. I just don't want to overwhelm our listeners. Overwhelm them with excitement. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But go on, you could have been done by now. Hannah, I don't think we'll have you back on this podcast. You're rushing me. But that's actually a good first point. There is no shortcut to being cyber secure. You see, I'm being helpful. Okay, fair enough, you can come back. But yes, people sometimes think that doing things like ensuring your firewall and antivirus software is on and working and choosing a strong password, taking cybersecurity training, well, let's say they might think it's boring. But it can be a lot more boring and frustrating if you're trying to fix the fallout of a cybersecurity attack, like some schools that have actually had to close um, and still haven't reopened at the start of term due to a cyber attack. So do those things and get into good cybersecurity habits from the start of the school year. Yes, and of course, you can always find loads of cybersecurity tips and information on our website and on our safeguarding apps. You can. Now, in other news, shocking new figures that have been released by the NSPCC show that Scotland is facing extreme levels of online child abuse. The charity is urging politicians to take action now, as young people cannot wait any longer for the online safety bill. Since the government started discussing the bill, Three and a half thousand online grooming crimes have been recorded by Police Scotland with over 1,850 of those against primary age children. The NSPCC says that the design features of popular platforms are being taken advantage of to abuse children. Really shocking numbers, Colin. I know you've discussed the online safety bill before in this podcast. 
and that we have a guide to the bill on anique.com. But where are we at with the bill now? Well, the bill which is going to put the responsibility on social media and other online tech companies to protect children using their platforms is currently in its third reading in the House of Lords. It is due to be put forward for final approval next month. So it's been a slow process? It has. And we've been watching this bill in all its forms now for many years. Mm. Well, as we see in Scotland, when it comes to keeping children and young people safe online, many years is many to me years too many. Safeguard involves taking action now. Action taken tomorrow doesn't help those who need it today. Very true. Okay, so let's finish today's podcast, Hannah, with some positivity. Does that mean it's time for our safeguarding success story of the week? It is. Fab. So this news actually came out over the summer. We were all on a break on our holidays, but it is a goodie. An oldie but a goodie? An oldie but a goodie, and don't you dare say, like me. Well, I wasn't going to. You're telling on yourself there, Colin. Well, the story definitely, Hannah, isn't as old as me anyway. Guidelines have been proposed for restricting the use of loot boxes in gaming in the UK for under 18s. They've been put forward to help protect children and young people, but I think they will also have a wider positive effect on gaming. Loot boxes are the treasure chest-like items players can buy in games. So essentially, you don't know what's going to be in them until after you buy it. Yes, and it could be something worth a lot within the game, or it could be something really mundane, or something you don't really want. Yeah, I see where the concern is. It's like gambling. Gambling adjacent? Well, some might just say gambling. Mm -hmm. These new guidelines would mean if loot boxes are available in a game, there must be clear information given about the probabilities. Also, an under-18 will have to seek out parental uh, consent in order to purchase them. Now, the process of loot boxes must also be easily understandable and all players should be given protections and lenient refund policies. And this is something that's actually going to happen? I know there's always a question mark over this, but this has been agreed upon across the games industry in the UK through working groups and in conjunction with the government too. Now, there's some questions around how it will be implemented and we'll look into that a little bit further. But for now, yes, it's going to happen. Brilliant. Well, it is. And all that's left to say uh, to our listeners and to let you know is that you can sign up to our Safeguarding Hub at our website, Inique.com. You can also follow us on social media by searching for Inique Safeguarding Group or Safer Schools. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks for joining us today, Hannah. And as always, stay stay safe. safe.